another origin story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Chapman. I developed a virus. You know what? What? That was terrible. <laughs> and I feel bad for our audience. I just, oh. I just want... Here's what happened, Pokes, is I, I, I realized that I couldn't deliver a comedic line to introduce this podcast episode because I needed to understand... I need the audience to understand the level of shit that they're about to hear about. Yeah, I guess that was technically about the level of yeah. the writing in this movie. I which... needed to drop it down to the level of 1999's virus. Also, this is yet another film that when I IMDb'd it after watching it, shocked to see the year it was made. To be like, this yeah. wasn't made in like the late 80s? No, no, it's, it's made in 99. Yeah, that's, a different that's movie. insane. Uh, but we are joined, not just me and Ben. But we're joined by a Not Another Origin Story all-star. Possibly, I think, our most returning guest. The beloved, possibly, at least in one case, Schulte, most reviled, guest, uh, Mike Hayes. Oh, I'm Mike Hayes. I am a virus. Okay, that's worse. That, that might be actually, worse. You know what? Yeah. I think we're done. We had a good run. <laughs> we almost made it a year. Podcast wow. down. Podcast down. Oh, thank Christ. I took, it, it took care of this thing. Yeah, you've just been trying to come on as an executioner? Well, you know. I mean, you guys keep putting me through garbage, so... Yeah. We put you through uh, what a comic book uh, uh, writer, I don't put that in quotes, decided was not cool enough for a movie yet, because the visual <laughs> effects weren't where he needed them to be. So he wrote a bad comic that got published by Dark Horse to no one's interest, which was then turned into a movie for some reason, starring mm-hmm. JLC. Yeah, uh, I mean... You know, I guess this was before she was getting that fat Activia money or whatever. <laughs> this is post, like, True Lies and shit, though. This is post yeah, True Lies. Yeah, it's crazy. This is post H2O, like, Halloween, whatever that, like, remake was. I think it was H2O. That sounds right. Yeah. That weird name they, they did shows with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, this was a, and, a real stinker. And don't forget, we're putting a lot of credit over to over to JLC. But don't forget, my man Billy Baldwin was in this bitch, mm-hmm. and he was coming hot off a of backdraft. Oh, was it? <laughs> oh shit! By hot, also, I mean oh, a I couple mean, years. Right? I mean yeah. four years yeah, distance because was... he didn't do anything. <laughs> I feel like the Baldwin except had a Coke. scale for acting, and it's like whisper to yell, and he falls on the yell. Spe- There's like you know, like you know, like you know, maybe Danny's like more in the middle. He can do both. Alex all the way on Whisper. This dude does not say one line in which he is not yelling, even when it's not necessary. Like, I'm he's so- just having a regular conversation, he's yelling. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you just classify the human voice in ranges of Baldwin's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from now on, when somebody's being so loud, he's yeah. being so Baldwin. Yeah. Please write this down, listeners. From now on, when we're talking about the audio of a film we've seen, we're going to rate it <laughs> in between what? Danny to Billy. Danny to Billy Baldwin's. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh. Also, uh, I did not know Donald Sutherland was in this movie until oh. I was like, "Holy shit, that's Donald Sutherland!" And why? Then... why? God, my man, my man D South was in why this. Did, and... Why did he sign up for this? It, it, it has think... tarnished the reputation of fucking Hawkeye Pierce. Well, I think this is possibly why his son does not talk to him. <laughs> This is the falling out. He was like, God damn it, Dad. We have the same last name. Quit just being in any movie they offer you. <laughs> I feel like in this movie, they were like, hey, 
Donald Sutherland, we want you to do like an Irish accent. And he was like, yeah, okay, I can get with an acting coach. And they're like, ooh, no. Just watch a lot of Lucky Charms commercials. Can you freeball it? I mean, he is of the level of, do you remember, which, was Mike Hayes, did he do Time Cop with us? Oh, I did Time Cop with you. Remember the really bad Irish cop in Chicago? God, yeah. Yep. Like, oh, Faith and Megora. I mean, he, <laughs> I didn't even realize until, like, the scene where they find the other boat that he was supposed to be Irish. Like, is it Irish stuff. or is it supposed to be Scottish? I, I mean, not that you can tell. <laughs> it was supposed to be some vaguely it was, uh, United Kingdom, Kingdom-esque voice. It was shocking. It was so bad. And then when, it, when he asked about his character motivation, the director just said, hey, if you could just skim the cliff notes of Moby Dick and just mm-hmm. do what you can do with that. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's get to this movie, but there are a couple things Hold this on. movie is. Let's, let's set it up for people, because I guarantee oh, you 0% of our listeners watched or read this comic, or watched this movie or read this comic, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, I I felt bad that I had to pay to rent it. I was like, oh, I'm making yeah. people pay. Thank God I could get it in standard definition. Yes, yeah, so, extra so, buck. Somewhere Billy was at home watching, like, reruns of, like, Trading Spaces, <laughs> and then, like, his phone buzzed, and it's like, hey, here's here's 40 cents. Someone just rented Virus. He's like, all right. Yeah. He probably, like, shoot his pants. He's like, three people rented it? <laughs> I, I bet you it's actually up there on that Amazon uh, screen thing you can do. You can upload your own movie. He oh, just yeah. has the only copy of it. He's yeah. like, fuck it, I'm putting it up on Amazon. He's going to make that bank. He's making two bucks a fucking screening, man. You're right, we're saving and Billy Ball with the owns it is like... We could try to sue him, but nah. we have to admit we made yeah, it. We, yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to Donald Sutherland our reputation here. <laughs> he's like, I'm in the office, guys. And they're like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's just always there. It's so. Anyways, creepy. we'd like to pitch you a movie where you play a barista who travels back in time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that. That was the best. Like that's why I'm not an he's, improv guy. Sign, sign me the fuck up. It's what it's what that is. Yeah, I could watch a barista that travels back in time, oh especially God. if it's down southern. Yeah, way. fucking an old old fucking barista. What's he yeah. doing there? I want to know. Why does he go back in time? You're talking time latte. It's I'm time. down for Tom la- time latte. Latte no, and time, time. Time cappuccino. Colon <laughs> <laughs> latte and time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> See, don't be like latte is the wrong line. Don't be latte, yeah. Oh my god. So this movie starts literally with with the title just screaming at you, just virus. <laughs> the words virus fire at you, and and for reference, in case you're wondering what the fuck movie we're covering, <laughs> Virus was a comic book released in the mid '90s, '95 exactly. It only ran about four issues, kind of medium lengthy kind of graphic novel length um it was written by a guy who had no previous credits toward comic books he had come up with this idea no one said stop it uh and so he kept going with it and he managed to to create a screenplay that he thought wasn't worthy for the the screen because visual effects would, were not yet at what he thought they would be at of course but they caught up in four short years yeah four short years he was all ready to go <laughs> And Dark Horse picked it up, it published, it got, like, some notice, people kind of dug the visual aesthetic of, like, the bio-skin robot horror monsters, and then it quickly faded into the background, before anyone could remember what the hell it was. Um, And that led him to, I guess, somehow getting a movie studio to pick it up in 98 or whatever, to make it for the the film that we watched today, (laughs) 
the piece of shit that we yeah it is uh as mike said it starts with like a like this whole movie the first like 25 minutes feels like any time you've ever turned on a movie that's on the sci-fi channel Mm-hmm. Where it looks like they just took like an office building and they were just like, eh, put some pipes up so it looks like it's the inside of a ship. Like it just looks so low budget. But this movie did something I've never seen a film do in all the movies I've ever watched. The film starts and there is it's on a Russian ship and people are speaking Russian. Oh yeah. And they're not just like it's not just like background Russian. Like in the background you hear people and it's like there's like they're having a conversation in Russian that is not subtitled. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe they're just going to start speaking English like they do in movies, you know? And it's just like the idea that you're like, no, they're speaking Russian, but we're going to... No, then they just arbitrarily translate just some sentences. <laughs> Not all of them. Just yeah. Some... When the girl looks outside and sees something in space, no one... She says something in Russian. They didn't translate that or the guy's reaction, but they translated her giving him a chess move. I, I could not figure... I've never seen a movie where they're like, we'll translate some of it, but... Fuck, that's a lot of work. I kicked on the subtitles just to be sure, and it just showed me the thing it does when it's like a non like language, like when it's telling you that someone's listening to music or whatever. It just said like men arguing, and then suddenly it would be like D seven and like translate the chess conversation, and then went back to rambling. Mm-hmm. And then at some point it translated the woman being like, "Oh no, there's alien cloud dust coming out yeah, of our Mir space a- station." There's literally a part there, like, this boat is out in the ocean, and it's contacting the Mir space station. She is having a conversation with the dude on the Mir space station, and her first sentence is translated. He speaks not translated. She speaks not translated. He speaks again, and that sentence is translated. Yep. And it's just like, I'm like, I don't, I could not, I don't know if they were just like, we didn't actually... Like, these people were just Russian, and they're talking, and we didn't know they were going to do that. Our we, tra- only had, we only had six lines written there. <laughs> and down. we didn't fucking fix it in editing. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, no, just don't translate. It's, it's fine. fine. It's So, like, you have no clue what the fuck's going on, because they don't translate any of the important... Like, all you know is the Mir Space Shuttle, or station, is sending a transmission. I don't know what. They never say. And all of a sudden... Uh, the world's shittiest, like, flying saucer electric special effect... Hits the Mir space station and travels down to the Russian ship. And uh, there's electricity going everywhere. Oh, no. And then it cuts to there's a hurricane and Donald Sutherland runs a tugboat that is hauling a (laughs) freighter. And there's no reference to the Russian ship. There's no reference. Like, at first, I thought they were tugging the Russian ship. No. Because they don't explain it. And then there's, like, all sorts of, like, the plot of this movie... There's just, like, little bits that make no sense. The, they don't explain the Mir space station, why it's talking to the ship. Little bits that make uh, no okay. sense, folks! None of it. No, but there's, like, little like, bits. Like, Donald Sutherland says that he is mortgaged up to the hilt to bring in this one thing. He owns the boat. What the fuck is he mortgaged up to? He owns his own salvage plate. Like, you can't go in debt on the idea that you're going to make money. That's not how I like. He's like, I don't have any money. Like, you own what? the boat, though. I, 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 don't, I could not figure out the plot where he was like, I'm ruined because that ship sank. It's like, no, you still have the tug mode. Yeah. Well, it sounded like he may have put up a bunch of money to buy a bunch of garbage. Like, it's like it was, what, wood and steel or something like that, right? So, like, he, he just the most... I, I, never mind. I, 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 got, I just got so sick of even trying to think of what it was. Mike, a little blood came out of your nose I, when you tried to think about I, the plot. I got it on your desk. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh. It's, yeah. it's all right. It's all right. But also, to be clear... My man, my man D South is pulling a tugboat 
uh, where he's driving a tugboat that's just pulling like a wagon full of crates. Like that's his. It's, it's like a radio flyer. Yeah, it's like yeah. Like it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be like one of those big cargo ships. But like the guy large. who wrote it didn't realize those ships are like the size of like four city blocks. And yeah, a tugboat can't pull. Yeah, regardless he, of it being in the ocean. It's like the ship version of that gif of like a monkey in a fire truck pulling a cat in a in a radio flyer. You seen that one? <laughs> no. But go ahead. That and look sounds that one more up. entertaining. Yeah, than that is. We should put that on a loop for the entire what one hour and forty five two long minutes Ugh. this movie was. Either way, of course he loses all the goddamn cargo because you shouldn't be doing that, D South. I, I yeah, you're that... also in the middle. You for some reason like. I mean, I don't know a lot about tropical storms, but they know they're coming for quite a while. They're not like surprises. Like you're out on the boat and they're like, holy shit, tropical storm. And it's like, a, her, I, it was just bizarre. The whole plot. Also, the boat, did, I don't know if you guys noticed this. The boat's like inside gets caved in as if Jaws attacks it. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, I don't, I don't know a lot about storms again. I watched the perfect storm. I don't think that's how waves work. I don't well, think they could just crush a ship like it's go, like it's sinking into a trench. It was the whole thing was just bizarre. Well, it was green water, right? Didn't that guy scream green water? Like that made sense. I thought that was going to be the aliens or something like uh, that. No, I don't know what that I means. Even, yeah, I don't yeah. even remember that. No, yeah, he just when the when the wall of water hits them, the one guy who hasn't like smoked the whole time just yells. Green water! And then, like, everyone's like, oh, shit. And oh, I, I hate green water. Yeah, ooh. Did oh, a, fuck did a, Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn limeade. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Somebody poured surge in the ocean. <laughs> we're also introduced to the other... I'm going to put real big quotes from this main characters because I will challenge you to identify the protagonist because I have no idea Oh, I thought you were going to say to remember which character was which in this boat of... Um, you were, uh, you were, we're introduced to the big ten. players. There was ten people. Uh, yeah, Billy Baldwin is in this. Uh, Billy Baldwin, who is what on the ship? He, I'm sure a scientist. Crewman three. Yeah, I don't know what. I guess he was just the guy who ties the boat. What then you pretty... have? Then you have uh, the black guy who Richie. Yes, Richie. Will... They would not stop saying his name every scene. It was like Richie, the door. Richie, oh get God. the door. Oh, Richie. That is at the very beginning when they first find the Russian ship. And what's his name? Squeaky or whatever? Goddamn Squeaky. He said Stevie at the beginning, middle, and end of every sentence yeah. for like a paragraph of dialogue. I've well, never heard one person say another person's name that much in like a person's whole life as this guy does. He's like, Stevie, I don't know Stevie. Stevie, what do you think we should do about it? More importantly, he, he's delivering that boring line where he's like, I got a bad feeling about this. Mm. But then he's doing... 15 rift versions of that same line packed between two Stevies. He's just like, Stevie, I don't know, Stevie. This is real creepy, Stevie, Stevie. Like, he's just like <laughs> rambling. Yeah, I mean, it is. This was oh. very much like somebody was like script writing 101 and was just like, here's movie tropes. And he was like, all right, that's one paragraph. And they're like, oh, you were just supposed to pick one. I just kept screaming, edit, edit, edit over but and over we're again. Just, so there's Squeaky, who is Cuban. Yeah. I guess he makes a point of bringing that up as if the movie acts too, as if I, this is why I thought it was the eighties. Cause the way they're making it sound, I was like, Oh, it's gotta be like, while well, the Soviet union's still around, but it's not. So I don't know what the fuck, like, cause he's like, I'm not your enemy. I'm Cuban. I'm like, well, you would only say that if Russia was still Soviet. Anyways, your nose is uh, going to bleed. If you try any harder, folks, please stop. So I'm that's worried uh, about you. He's crewman too. We'll say, 
There's uh, Richie who. Well, hold on. Don't forget, you got JLC herself. Yeah, well, I'm doing I'm doing the low tier first. Okay, yeah, we'll start with low tier. Who turns out to be a naval uh, missile engineer? How do you know? I'll just type. He says it in the film. Does he? Does he? He says it while he's in the. He's trying to build a bomb after he goes insane, and he's like, four years in the navy as a like weapons specialist (laughs) is gonna pay off. What he's he's talking to no one but himself. (laughs) But I was like, what the, what? How did that not come up until right now? And what happened to this dude that he went from being in the Navy in, like, a very high-up position? You know, that's like a... That's like a to, like, like, a six-man, like, salvage yeah, team guy, run by a guy, drunk guy, idiot? Ten-man. Uh, ten people. Him, it's ten-man. Excuse me. Uh, so there's, there's those three or four. I don't even know. Then you have uh, the guy who is... I guess Ishmael from, or what's the dude's name from Mobile? Queequeg. Yeah. He has like, I don't, do they still? Like, I picked up on that too. Yeah. He's still an island where they do that? He's Maori. Yes. Well, uh, Tongo and other things. Yeah. He's yeah. Maori. And so he's got face tattoos and apparently later on furnished full body tattoos. Cause when they open his pants to fix his wound. Dick, yeah. Uh, to fix yeah. his dick. And, and that, sharing, like what appears to be like a whalebone hatchet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, but he also has a strong British accent. Yeah, well, like a like a Cockney British accent. So I'm a little that guy's, confused. That guy's not known for his uh, acting ability. I don't think, as far as vocals go. If you if you're looking to picture him, listeners, and you've seen uh, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, he is the 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 father the uh, uh, the father in that sequence, that film show. <laughs> yeah, that sequence film show. The old <laughs> sequence film show. Right, so who's next on the boat, Pogues? Uh, then we've got, Keep going. We've got the, I guess, uh, whatever, the skipper, the guy who's steering the boat. I don't know, I don't know shit about boats, I'm going to be honest, guys. But whoever the guy is who steers the boat, who Woods? is... Woods, yeah. Whose character might as well have just been called Wah, because all yeah. he does the whole movie is like, I don't want to do this, I'm scared, no! I mean, he just cries about everything. I could not wait for him to die. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I wanted him to die to get him out so he could go on to do more movies. Because this guy has the most extensive DMB, uh, IMDb like um, list you've ever seen. He was in Cherry 2000. I love Cherry 2000. Uh, he was in Stand By Me. I mean, Man he was Hunter in too? Dick Tracy. Uh, uh, he was in Tales from the Crypt. Uh, a couple of oh, Operation Files, Dumbo Drop. Multiple Puppet Masters. <laughs> Starship what? Troopers. Why did Mike say that Like he was... Super surprised, and oh my god, now that you just said Starship Troopers, I remember who he is in that. He's the guy in the base that's been overrun by bugs who has a strict breakdown. He plays the exact same character. Yes, he is just a panicked military guy in every movie he's in. Uh, and then that leaves uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who is a JLC. navigator. Navigator, yeah. Although you think she's like a scientist at first. Or because, a doctor. Because that's yeah, the I'm... role... That's the role these characters always play. They're like, I'm just along to study dolphin patterns. What's this? Killer sharks! Like, that's, that's always how it goes. Yeah. So I was waiting for her to be like, I'm here to find a, like, a lost ship or tracking radar signals. And then she's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm just an inexplicably hot navigator. Like, <laughs> well, what's also weird is the fact that she's a navigator and then the fact that Donald Sutherland refuses to listen to her during the storm sequence. Right. Yeah. I would thought she was the same thing. I was like, oh, she's a scientist and he doesn't like her because she's using, like, book smarts to steer the ship. But then it turns out she's the navigator 
So I don't know why the fuck Donald Sutherland wasn't like, well, yeah, whatever she says. They show her surrounded by a lot of computers and maps. She is yeah. paying attention. <laughs> I, I think they were trying to establish at the beginning that, you know, Donnie S. was was like a shitty captain, right? Because of the way he was dragging that barge and all this shit. He's not listening to anyone. But none of us have any exposition about anything that's going on. And none of us know anything about boats. Like, not enough to know, like, the minute details of, like, oh, he didn't say this instead of that. And yeah, so, like, all they kept saying was, we have to turn into the wind. Don't know yeah. if that's even true anymore. Like, I don't know enough about boats. I'd be like, isn't that only true if you have sails? Like, does an ordinary boat need to face the wind? Yeah, I guess I it could be blown over. I don't know. It yeah. just seemed like I was like, I don't know enough about what they're talking about. But that's anytime something needed to happen with the boat, all they said was, we got to turn towards the wind. It just seemed I'm, like such an odd thing to include. That might have something to do with the waves, right? Don't you always see boats in movies at least go up, right? They're always going right. directly towards the waves for some reason. That so could you don't, be oh, cause you don't want to roll, roll the boat. Because if the wave comes at you on the side, it could roll the boat. Oh, I bet you. I bet you that does make I sense. I think you could be a navigator but, on one of these. But does the I wind and the waves are they the same thing though? Because aren't the waves just going in one direction? Oh, like the musical group. Um, yeah, maybe. exactly. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> None of us know a One Direction song to make a joke here. But also, his character has like the most intense villain arc I've ever seen, where he's just like, <laughs> "I want money, but now I'm willing to destroy the earth." Like he's so yeah. he so he, quickly switches. Well, no, he was still gonna get the money though. He was still gonna get the port thing to port. And right, he was gonna salvage it still. But he was still yeah, like, "What the fuck's he gonna do with three million, thirty million dollars when the entire planet is overrun by robot human hybrids?" I, I mean, he was gonna be the ultimate guy. Yeah, I mean, he already is in my book. Uh, he was until I saw this. Uh, the land, just bringing it. So the boat, they end up going to the eye of the hurricane. Their boat's sinking because of question mark. They, yeah, find, they find the Russian ship that is floating dead in the water, as they say. Yeah, the, That's uh, the suicide pond. The thing on the water, yeah. Now, my question is, Jamie Lee Curtis goes in and gets a book. Is there like a book that's given to every boat in the world that just has a list of all the other boats in the world? Like, no, she has, be... like, an encyclopedia that says the name of the ship and then has a description of everything oh. on it. Maybe it was, like, logs of Oh, ship. is that how that fucker knew how many labs there were? It yeah, she's, like, reading a thing. She's like, it has this many labs. It has three... Di and it's just, like, this huge book as if it's, like, a phone book of gigantic boats. I it's just couldn't boat figure tender. And then I'm like, it's a Russian ship. It's not even ours. Like, it's not even in English. Yeah, I'm like, where, where did she get this book that just lists other countries... Also, I like think it would military and science ships. Yeah, I think I think I think a research vessel for like the whatever Russians NASA is would probably uh, have some secrecy about it. It wouldn't just be in a book that JLC's yeah. got in her in her mm. cargo bin. Uh, Jamie, Jamie C. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like. Can I can I point out that I really like the the fact that their little tiny tugboat was called Sea Star, and w thus like foreshadowing the fact that they're gonna fight aliens. Yeah, I also like that the captain keeps bringing it up like it's supposed to impress people. He tells the robot he's the captain of the Sea Star, and the robot's going to go, Ooh, Ooh, I've heard of the Sea Star. <laughs> I've heard of your shitty tugboat that just pulls cranes. I, I hear it pulls big boxes. <laughs> into, I, I into storms. the exact opposite of what my... I didn't even realize, I wasn't even thinking about the foreshadowing. When he said Sea Star, I was like, that's the laziest fucking name for a boat <laughs> ever. Like, oh, yeah. what's, it's in the sea, and it's really good. Like the star of something. Done. I just I was like, what a dumb name for a ship. And it is weird how often he says it. And he does have a monogrammed hat, which I appreciated. 
his little captain's hat. He was also going to commit suicide. Really turns it around quick. So maybe that's why he's willing to sell off the human race. Yeah. Well, which is which is when someone comes in and is like, "Hey, there's a there's a big ship. It's dead in the water." And he's like, "Yeah, dead in the water. I'll be right there." And then just proceeds to just about blow his head off. Yeah, like he's going to continue and do it. It's but, like a real dark pun. But they reach the ship eventually, uh, and they board it, and they have a real event horizon scenario happening, which is all I was thinking in this sequence, which is where they go out of this derelict ship thinking. What's this all about? And then their old ship gets blown up, and they're like, now we're stuck on the shitty ship that's full of monsters. Yeah. I did not even think about it. This movie feels like at least four other movies. Yes! Oh, yeah. Let's count them down, actually, of what of what this movie stole from. Right. Obviously, the thing, in a big way. In a big, yes. big, big way. Event Horizon, like you said, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Uh, all of the action and all of the running around the ship is straight-up alien, but just with... Without any of the suspense, good acting, special effects, or interesting plot. Correct. It's it's like a mean version of Batteries Not Included. Yep. Um, <laughs> a mean version. A real meanie oh, Batteries Not Included. It's a, it's a, <laughs> real butthead version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I, I thought a lot of 2001 Space Odyssey, too, just because, like, the ship was doing its own stuff at first. Oh, the ship. Like, the oh, ship yeah. Is, yeah, and it's going to kill him, you yeah. know, that kind of a deal. It, it really felt like he was just like, all right, I saw Alien. I can't also, do that. Also, every ghost boat movie that we had in the early 2000s, there were a mm-hmm. lot of them, actually. Yeah, when did Ghost Ship come like, out? Like, Poseidon and Ghost Ship, and, like, there was just, like, Event a ship. Horizon? I think that was around this time, wasn't it? Uh, like, 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 uh, uh... Yeah, Leviathan, Deep Rising, all these fucking like oh, I like forgot about Leviathan. These like these like these like nineties like early two thousands fucking ghost boat movies. None of them good or successful. But because here's the thing, you know it's hard to make interesting something that moves not very fast in an area where it literally can't hit anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. tell that to the other movie this film was stealing from, Speed 2, A Cruise Control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did, like, I mean, like, I did realize, like, when you hear about this and they're like, it's heading for this. I'm like, yeah, but the ocean's so huge. There's no suspense. It, it could take weeks for it to get there. Yeah. Also, it can't hit anything. It's in the fucking ocean. Uh, that's the but, problem with Speed 2, but Cruise did, Controls. They're like, we can't stop the ship. It's like, you're in the middle of the ocean. You have <laughs> so much time to stop the ship. Tell tell the people in Aruba that they've got three weeks before <laughs> we hit them. <laughs> Maybe two weeks, four days, depending on, you know, tide. <laughs> also, I'm a cop. I don't know boats. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that Willem Dafoe's the bad guy because... Fuck it, look at it, man. He's gotta be the bad guy. Yeah, you remember when the protagonist of that film said, I'm pretty sure William <laughs> Defoe is the villain? I, anytime, if I, in real life, if I were to walk into a room and Willem Defoe was there, I'd be like, ooh, he's ooh. definitely the bad guy, whatever the situation is. <laughs> uh, I There was something in this film which I had never seen also. I mean, we went from bizarre, special, or no, lacking subtitles to when they're talking about how much the ship's worth, I've never seen so many actors with the expression of, like, dumb idiot. Like, they all have, like, these half smiles, and they're all just, like, looking at each other, but they're not speaking. It's just, like, it's so weird. They're all so excited. He's saying he's going to cut them in for 10%, so they're each going to get $3 million. Then uh, Squeaky and whatever Baldwin's character's name is, Stevie, they go down to the control room. And instantly are suspicious about the deal. They were just like super jazzed five yeah. seconds ago, and they have right. no, they have no reason to be suspicious. I mean, no, 
It makes sense. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Because, okay, as we joked about, the math was very easy, and they talked about there being 10 people, and so that split it 10 ways, yeah. right? right? There weren't 10 people on that boat, though. Oh, maybe, yeah, they just, maybe they just now figured out, like, wait a minute, there's only six of us. Oh, no, he's counting what? his multiple personality. Is he, is he four people? Is he four? <laughs> Honestly, some people on this crew, I feel like he was like, we gotta split it ten ways. And they were like, yeah, 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 ten ways. He's like, they're too dumb to know how many people are on this ship. <laughs> oh, Stevie, I don't like it. The math is too much, Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> Stevie. So, um, just, j- j- well, just to get the plot moving because we had to sit through this slog but that doesn't mean the audience has to after a lot of hemming and hawing about having to fix the ship and take it they start getting suspicious about both the ship seeming to like um to to start kicking on computer systems by itself Mm -hmm. and then eventually finding weird little creatures moving around which people would seem pretty blase about yeah that's fine that's the other movie uh the little crawly things are straight up from Runaway. I'm fairly certain they might even be the same prop. Could the, be. The, movie, the Tom Selleck movie where he goes after Man. robots who go rogue. Oh, yeah. With oh. Gene Simmons as the bad guy. I, wa- I think you and I watched that together. We did watch that one. That one's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Gene Simmons mispronounces a lot of words when he talks. And uh, it's not a good actor. Also, he says the main character's name like this, like squeaky. And he says it at the beginning and the end of every sentence. It's crazy. Uh, all right, so the plan is to turn the ship back on because their boat's been destroyed after the anchor turns itself on and drops it. Uh, so they're going to try to turn the ship on. They turn it on. They leave Squeaky alone in this room, and he's, like, real scared. But then the first time he hears a noise, he, like, crawls into an air duct to investigate and is strangled? That's some Prometheus-level intelligence. Yeah, the opening death in this film is a dumb guy who forgot how to count to ten, climbs into a vent, and is strangled by cords. So that's set me up for a killer film. Oh, yeah. And we see the creature is starting to slowly trickle into this movie at this point, mostly just little crawly bug creatures of no real threat or danger. Uh, And they're terrible. Like, they're clumsy, they're slow, they kind of click and clack, and they're not threatening or scary at all. Uh, the movie eventually evolves it into the bad Terminator level of creature, and they are less scary somehow than those little creatures. Because yeah. they, they're like if someone was told that they could go ahead and act their way through the scene, but they had to do the robot dance the entire time. Like, just have to like <laughs> keep your elbows locked and pivot. And bend down and go as slow as possible. It also feels like they were like, did we design to look for these characters? No. Ooh, cover this guy in glue and just have him roll around in a bunch of shit we bought at Radio Shack. Correct. Like, there's at one point, I swear they show a close-up, he just has a piece of, like, metal glued to his face. It's yeah. Not, like, it's just like a, like a washer. Like, you know, like what, a screw washer? You just need... Like, what the fuck could that possibly be doing? You need a good head flange to keep the whole thing running, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't want to strip the bolts. Uh but also, I, I have to bring this up when we talk talking about those fucking bipedal creatures. Is this is this is the Terminator problem? If you are a machine capable of making other machines to do your bidding and be the ultimate efficient killer, why make them other people? Well, the Terminator one makes sense because they want to cover them in skin so they can infiltrate the bases. That's why they make them look like humans. But they they pretty much just make just those. Like no, make... there's the gigantic tanks that have like. 
little robot arms that look like that. But robot they show design. those robots in vehicles in like the Terminator universe. Like, why are you building human robots? Like, and obviously the ones that march around are just metal ones. They they can't. Well, what happened right. is is uh, they never erased the union program after they took over. So they were like contractually obligated by the union to make all robots <laughs> look like humans. <laughs> The well, unions, this, man, they get you every time. They will get you. That's the real threat. That's the real motto of T2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, unions, they'll force all our robot killers to look like us. <laughs> but in this movie, like, this robot just met people. Uh, it, it, it probably has the capacity to make any number of terrifying creatures. In fact, the comic is notable for creating a bunch of terrifying creatures. But all we get are these shitty, like, robots that are, like... Like walking awkwardly down a hall, I'm like, yeah, you made a bipedal piece of shit. We're terrible. Like, we, yeah, we... like it would have been better had they just left them looking like people, right? And just put a couple of bits of metal on them. Like they did not have like a Sam Winston studio to produce this shit. So like when Donald Sutherland comes and he's he's been turned into like uh, whatever his character's name is, Verton or whatever, like Verton Prime, Evanson. He, he is that what got him? I wasn't even or Everton. Close. Everton, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I couldn't have been further away there. Uh, he just looks like a garbage sandwich. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> it's like, when he walks in, I'm like, you could easily just knock this dude over. He has no balance. He's not well put together. Also, his part of his frame is like a 65 to 70-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they literally attached uh, the other, the woods, the woods' torso yeah. to him. So he's basically, he's got the torso of that guy from Starship Troopers mm. who cried when aliens attacked. <laughs> yeah. And and they, they put on D-Cell's head. And yeah. they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> two, yeah. two well past middle-aged men, not in good shape. Fused together, they're even older. Yeah, you've, you've got you've got a Korean War vet on top of a, a whiny lunged motherfucker. <laughs> a Korean War vet on top of uh, a veteran from the Bug Wars. Come on, man. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they blew up bonus arrays. Possibly, I forget the city. Uh, this also, uh, the scene where they talk to the virus, and it apparently has like captured the ship's speaker system because it like talks everywhere. But that scene, I guess maybe... What, what year did The Matrix come out? 98, maybe? Ah, maybe The Matrix stole this. Because like, that whole thing felt like they were like, you're a virus. I'm like, isn't that the exact lines from... Same the... year, 99. Oh, 99. Mm, yeah. The comic was out first, guys. We'll never know. We'll never know. Kowski um, just stole it. <laughs> but early on, when the, when the, when the, the Richie, the mysteriously MacGyver-like superhero of this movie who is somehow not the protagonist, but just some guy who shows up in full Predator makeup to blow up things with his rocket launchers. When he disappears and then comes back, I was like, what the fuck is going on? When he showed back up, like, covered in what appeared to be, like, axle grease, as if, like, they can't see him because he looks kind of like a machine. And he built, like, an exoskeleton or some shit, and And he's got rocket launchers. I was like, oh, thank God, I thought they were going to let a minority live. Richie, man. I thought they were gonna kill him because they thought he was a robo. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah. In, in, like a, in a robo-zombie situation, mm-hmm. to dress up like a robot no. is a weird it's a weird choice. Because you're not gonna fool the robot. No. <laughs> yeah, I just like that, like, you know, in Why aren't Predator, you communicating? Like, oh, he can't see me because of heat. In this one, he's like, I'm just wearing the stuff 
it lubricates their joints. They'll think I'm just one of them. The He's costume like, department has some stuff left over. He's got like an oil can, like squeak, squeak, see? It feels like if you were trying to pretend to be human and you just covered yourself in blood and you're like, there, they'll never know. Yeah, his knowledge of how robots work is seeing the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Well, I guess it was a Russian ship, so God knows how dated that information it got was. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Uh, he's also smart enough to tell us that uh, the, what's really happening is this being is lightning that can think. Oh, yeah, that was a nice Lightning line. that can think. <laughs> yeah, you, you say that as if it's not like a thing that plagues mankind daily. Yeah. Sh- shortly after that, um, uh, they, they've captured one of the bipedal robots, and they and they have it uh, up in the up in the uh, up in the. Captain's, Captain's deck. The, yeah. And, like, doesn't the head come off and, like, become its own creature? No, but they're, like, it, it's still alive. It's unplugged. Yeah. Which seemed to be the kill code. Like, That's the unplug thing. It. But That's for some the thing reason, right it was there. still, like, like the, either the human was still alive or something weird was going on. But he picking at his fucking brain yeah. like he's a surgeon or something. Yeah. But, like, right after the flamethrower is introduced in the thing and they melt that guy, like, his, like, the head comes off and... Like, it sprouts legs and it runs away. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the same scene. Is that this fucking thing just sprouts robot legs and yeah. runs away. It's like, you guys didn't even try. Like, you're just doing beat-for-beat beat shots of the thing. Which is a movie yeah, they're just like, they're just like, what was movies that were better than this? And that we can then ape. All movies. There's some way problem. we can get Birth of a Nation in here. <laughs> yeah, and they did they did that whole tr- like movie trope at this point where there no one's believing Nadia's story, the Russian woman who's still alive, and like everyone thinks she's crazy, and then they come in with the fucking cyborg, and 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 then still people are like, ah, eh, she's still crazy. Yeah, like no, you'd be like, well, maybe that could happen. Yeah, by the time the cyborg shows up, and people are like, she says that there's a, I'd be like, what the fuck, man? Who is still like, I don't know, guys. I think something's wrong with her. This half robot, half man over here. Who was this her is husband? A, this is a run-of-the-mill horror cyborg. I don't yeah. think this really a thing. All the time on ships, man. You're out at sea for a long time. There's not enough girls. Next thing you know, somebody's a murder cyborg. You kill your shipmate, shipmate, and then you rebuild them out of parts you found in the machine dock. Like, oh, it's it's just a prop story. for the movie, guys. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> Baldwin was like, I read the script, guys. It's fine. It's not real. It's, it's prop. not real, guys. It's cool. also i've never like in a movie noticed that something was a model as much as i noticed that this boat they made like a tiny version of this boat it's so bad Ugh! not since like i watched king kong was i like i don't think this is real (laughs) so the thing that really bummed me out is the one thing this movie could have had going for it despite the horror and being staffed with the likes of uh the what, what would you decide the the second second best Baldwin is that what we decided yeah, well, on the I mean, Baldwin Alec scale? Wins. Yeah, Alex number one. Then it's William. Then it's Stevie. S- Stevie Baldy. Then it's uh, Gary Busey. Yeah, Gary Busey. Then it's Jeremiah Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, Who the and- fuck is Jeremiah Baldwin? <laughs> you don't know Jeremiah Baldwin. You, you don't know Jerry Baldwin. <laughs> I feel Dude, like uh, the Baldwin who's not related to him, who was in Firefly, I feel like he comes in higher than most of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not actually related to us. We know. Then it's, uh, then it's Quentin Baldwin, mm-hmm. Dweezil Baldwin, J.J. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> J. Baldwin, Eustace Baldwin, Jeremiah Baldwin, Donald Bald Sutherland Baldwin. Baldwin. I thought that one was a weird name. D- Donald Sutherland Baldwin. 
Tom Sizemore. <laughs> Barnabas Baldwin. Um, and then, of course, there's uh, there's uh, Alec, Alec Baldwin 2 at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Daniel doesn't make the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, um, does the, where does the Amazon Echo come in on this list? <laughs> <laughs> Alexa Baldwin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... So I have a third. I don't know what happened there, guys. So to round this out, the movie uh, finally answers the question that you've been asking the entire time, which is where did all the fucking special effects money and prowess go? Because this guy's an amazing special effects guy who worked on fucking T2 and other amazing films. Um, Apparently, it all went to the last boss because that last character, well, not the best like visual effects you've ever seen, is certainly leagues above the rest of the things you see in the film. Like, most of, like, the bipedal robots are clearly being walked by, like, two guys off in the distance with little poles poking, like, the legs to move around. The little robots are just, like, barely, like, wobble. They don't move. Like, most of the little guys you see, they just have legs that, like, go back and forth, but they never actually, like, make any movement across the floor. They're just stationary. I did love how, like, they were like, we can't figure out how to make them walk. We can make them jitter. (laughs) We can make them jitter. Like, they've had too much coffee. So just jitter it and then cut away and then we'll make him go, whoa. And then we'll attach him to like a like a weird spinal neck and then give yeah. him wings. Yep. That don't flap when they fly. Yeah. Oh. That's straight out of the comic though. That was their attempt to, to pay homage to the comic was there was the first creature they occur to they they run into in the comic, which by the way is the exact same plot, more or less. Uh, but done in much less time. <laughs> Is that these creatures show up like like giant like flies with skin wings flying around, but the comic is illustrated very poorly, so it's not even that exciting to see these creatures. It's like very detailless and basically everything about this piece of pop culture is a bunch of shit. It yeah, it's T to B, it's, not great. Except for a pretty good Baldwin and my man D South and JLC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all. That's Are we all sure? Are we sure we're saying that that's, like, a good thing? Because I feel like we might be giving it just a little too much credit. (laughs) Jamie also cited this as the worst movie she ever worked on and one of her biggest mistakes in her career. Uh, Uh, So did uh, the guy with the face tattoos, something like Curtis Lee, or I forget what his name is, the actor's name. Cliff Curtis. Yeah, Yeah, I'll just make up whatever I want, guys. His name's now Curtis Lee. He has come out and said that this is, like, one of the worst films he's ever been in. Which is, again, saying something, because he's been in a lot of movies. A lot of them. Some of them real stinkers. In fact, Jamie said that she and some of her actor friends got together and to watch some of their worst films, and this was her entry. I I wished I could be there for that. That sounds amazing. (laughs) But to round it out, like I said, the the, the very boring movie with the very boring build-up. And by the way... Fucking no good deaths in this movie. Like no, some guy gets his torso punched, which is pretty pretty solid. But that's about it. Everyone else dies off screen, or is yeah. strangled by cables, or just is hit by like a piece of debris badly, and you're just like, oh, all right. Yeah. It's really lame because the one thing you could get out of like a movie like this is like, oh, we're gonna see some hilariously dumb, over the top death sequences, like, you know, like that. What's that movie with like the, the sharks that become intelligent or whatever? Uh, oh, Deep, Deep Blue, Blue Sea. Sea. Yeah, like, like that movie is just... <laughs> that movie is this bad, right? Except in it, in it, people are getting eaten by sharks, yeah. and it's great. And it yeah. has good special effects. And, I mean, right. they're not great, but... This movie has none of that. There's no joy in this film to and be no, had. no LL Cool J. And that's yeah. where they went wrong. That's really where they that's, went wrong. That's the one thing they did incorrectly. 
Well, that, and they made sure that no minority lived. Like, the guy at the end, he comes to save the day, and they're like, yeah, right, you're not white. <laughs> I could not, like, with the black guy showed up and one, I was like, oh, it is going to be, like, a little deep blue sea where, you know, Cool J is the here, and then, like, a two-by-four falls on him, and he's dead. Just, and there's, I, can somebody explain to me the end of this film? No. Nope. Uh, like, there's that dream sequence that is put there for no reason. Well, I meant more, all right. <laughs> oh, you so mean. Away through this ship, which, the design of this ship is very confusing. Uh, the Russian scientist lady kills herself for no reason. Uh, and then Jamie Lee Curtis and, and our Baldwin arrive at a, a rocket chair. Oh, yeah. Well, they had aboard the ship for question mark reasons. Nah, okay, so I think, because uh, Ricky found that earlier. Yeah, I remember and him so, seeing So, because when, when you show an eject rocket chair in the first act, you got to use it by the oh, third, right? Oh, yeah, that's right? Chekhov's so, rocket yeah. ejection chair. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think maybe it was uh, made by a, a survivor that lasted longer than others, and he was trying to make some sort of a weird MacGyver escape plan, and then just never got to use it. I don't know if that's... I mean, it was never explained, but I'm trying to think of what a, like a, a dumb idiot would do that made a movie, and what they tried to explain something like this would be, and I think that's it. Um, I'm also how a dumb idiot. A lot of smart idiots. <laughs> well, you know, idiot savants at least. But uh, an additional yeah. an additional piece of information is that um, our, our good friend Tom Morrison, that you recall from the uh, the X Men uh, episode, uh, chimed in and let us know that there was a particularly extensive line of virus action figures that came out. God. I really think this studio thought that this was going to be. A hit because they released like must have been like a whole line like there was literally an action figure for every character in this movie, and well, there's less than ten. They released a PlayStation. Is there? Is they, there? <laughs> they released a PlayStation One game. I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah, I uh, saw that. That it was like a um, sort of like the Silent Hill like arcade games where you just get a gun and they're like shoot shit. Yeah, it was called Virus. It is aware. Uh, <laughs> Which that was the tagline for the movie. Uh, it was it was a PlayStation film released only in Europe and France. Oh really? I didn't read. That. I saw. Re- oh, released in, in Europe, specifically France and Germany. That's what I mean to say. Uh, it was a tie-in, and uh, PlayStation magazine gave it a one out of ten. <laughs> nice. I think they gave that Superman game where you fly around through rings a two out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> but the action figures include, I mean, they're big. There's a massive one that includes the Goliath monster from the end of the film, which is just fucking massive. It has a Richie action figure, which comes with a rocket launcher and a bunch of his other confusing elements that he had to his character that weren't explained. Uh, it comes with a squeaky robot version. Uh, it comes with, like, crab, different crab types that weren't seen in the film. It, it's kind is, of insane. Is that a zombie character that changes parts? Like you can yeah, build yeah. him. Like like the the action figures look really These cool, look sweet, and and nothing about them is re- like, like like feels like the, it was from the film at all. Guys, but, um, if, if anybody out there can find a Donald Sutherland version, please mail it to Ben. It would really probably just oh make it. Drive. It can be done. Our friend Tom linked us that there is in fact a Donald Sutherland specific figure which comes oh. with it, it exchangeable torso. That's amazing. It arms and shit. <laughs> and a flashlight. So you can make he, him just yes, to Tom be. Tom mentioned he said they they really came they really had all came with flashlight accessories and I was like man they all do what's, what's your fucking problem with flashlights Tom they were a pivotal right. part of this film 
He's right. Every single one comes with a flashlight accessory. I bet you every one of them did pop one of those off a wall. Yeah. They've happened a lot. Very... My favorite thing about this virus figure is that if you exchange all of Donald Sutherland's zombie pieces for his standard ones, you just have a drug sea captain. <laughs> He's not at all. I want that action <laughs> yeah. figure. Just, just a drunk Donald Sutherland. I'm into it. Down does, on his luck. Does it come with a handgun to mode? kill himself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it, folks. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I thought I had to get in. Jeez. I had oh, one nice. good improv. I hey. hey, you beat me to it. Um, it, did, the, did the virus have like a Schwarzenegger kill line at some point? Don't I remember that happening? Yeah, it did, because we made the comment that yeah. it watched, while it was studying, watched all of the Schwarzenegger movies. What was the line? It was fucking, like... It had, like, a joke line. I was like, but what? But it wasn't good. Like, no, it wasn't no. A pun. It was just, like, a kill line. But it uh, had to have, like, watched some of our action movies to know that. Yeah, it was, like... <laughs> it wasn't even, like, something good, like, now I turn you off, and then, like, kill it. Wasn't it? Yeah, I'm it sorry. was Checkmate. You're right. That's right. It was Checkmate. I, I like, now I turn you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now I will press your factory reset button. <laughs> Prepare the blue screen. You will be unaware. <laughs> Commence kill all humans. Exe. Please do not unplug the memory card while we are doing this save. Um, <laughs> I will zap your pram. I also enjoyed the fact that its kill line was checkmate, as if the chess, like the chess theme, had been throughout the entire movie. Yeah, it's right. Mentioned once in the first like five minutes. And by the time they mentioned it again, I was like, wait, why the fuck is he talking about... Like, they didn't bring it up ever again. Is it just supposed to be... Was, did he say it to the Russian woman? No, he said it to somebody killed, right? I think he says it to the Russian woman, and then she has that... She has a gun, because he, like, catches her. She thought They thought they were going to get away, and she sa- he says, checkmate. And then she shoots, like, a bunch of tanks, like, like pure oxygen. Oh, shit. yeah, that's right. And she doesn't fucking say, smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah, come <laughs> I was on. so angry when she did that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. They might as well have just stolen. Nobody would have noticed. Well, they, there's Jaws Law, okay? You have to follow Jaws Law. I just I just looked up the keywords to this movie on IMDb, which is my fucking favorite thing. And it includes it includes the lines Suicide Contemplation and, and gun gun in mouth. Where are you at in your life that you're like, oh, I wanna watch a movie? But only if somebody contemplates suicide. Only if it has sinking of a tugboat. Yeah, what is sinking of a tugboat? (laughs) Or shot through the mouth. I have a quick question. Soul black character dies cliche is one tag. I don't know. Could could you count the one guy? He's not, I guess. (laughs) I have a quick question. Can you please click on the keyword tugboat sinks or whatever it was? Is there another yeah. movie? Or is that right, I'm, gonna, movie I'm gonna chase down the sinking of a tugboat genre. It only has one title. No. It only has one title, which is Fire Thank God. I was just curious if there's like some super into tugboats. And I was like, I'm, Hollywood, I'm taking every movie I've seen. Hollywood's not signed off on my script for tug, Tugboat Down, so we'll get around to that eventually. That's what I love is sometimes you'll see like a keyword and you're like, that's the stupidest thing. And then you click and it says like 500 results. And you're like, who is the motherfucker who is typing these in for all these movies? Like that's his Saturday night. He's like, oh, I'd like to go out, guys, but... I kind of tag every movie with a tugboat in it. So or which you know what other movie? Contemplates suicide. So black character dies cliche, however, is a loaded tag. Oh, really? yeah. I assume that tag is one where they're just like, is it a film? Is there an action film? <laughs> I'm Was sorry, it made got... before like 98? 
in the suicide contemplation tag, the number Wait, one Crashers, is Wayne Number Crash. one? Does that happen in that movie? Wait, in what, what movie? Wedding Crashers! You know, Vince somebody Vaughn and Owen Wilson? I don't remember somebody contemplating suicide. Maybe Wait, is that... The, audience Wait. member. Is that, like, the beginning of it? Doesn't, like, Owen Wilson, like, just hate his life or something like that? So Vince Vaughn's like, let's go get wedding pussy. And then they, they go do that? Like, that's the movie, right? Dude. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Vince Vaughn does say, let's go get wedding I need, pussy. I need to put up a disclaimer real quick, guys. I know you probably think Vince Vaughn has been sitting in on this episode. <laughs> I know. That's just uh, the Mel Here he is. To tell you all about. That's the Mel Blanks of, uh... <laughs> podcast doing his great imitations. So to sum this film up for you. <laughs> is there anything else you guys, I, I was looking through my notes. I, I, I did like the amount of uh, like no stakes that are in parts of this movie where they try to make a big deal out of something that is, there's like no stakes to it. When they first get into the engine room, he's like, oh, I see what happened. Somebody, uh, you know, turned off the fuse breakers or whatever. He's like, hurry, we got to do this quick. And then they show him, and he's literally just pushing two fuses back in. He's like, all right. It's like, that, why did you say hustle? It was like a four and a half second job, even if he was going slow. And that yeah. felt like half the movie was like, things, because like, they didn't realize anything was wrong until, I don't know, probably 40 or 50 minutes into the film. Additionally, you got the idea that they couldn't just leave the boat, right? Like, they, like yeah. something was preventing them from just leaving the boat because they were in the middle of the ocean. So and they, there would the, be. The, the hurricane was back. They had left the eye and had gone back into the hurricane. Oh, that's right. So if they jumped, that's what happened to um, uh, Hiko. Yeah, he yeah. got washed overboard, which I did not realize. No, I, yeah, that didn't. That just kind of happened, and then I guess like, I wasn't oh, paying close enough attention. I forgot about him entirely until he showed up dead yeah. in, in a dream sequence, which you jammed in the last four minutes yeah, of the movie. As well, I don't even think that's the last four minutes. That's like the last. One and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty... Like, they did that, garbage. and then they showed them flying to the ship, and I thought something was going to happen, and they were just like, movie's over. I was like, the, sad, the sad thing about this movie in general is Also, that, the end of Event Horizon. Remember that yeah. she wakes up, and she thinks that yeah. the guy's insane? God damn it. This is just Boat Horizon. They, I Okay, so... All right, so I Best really liked something. The, <laughs> um, the, the, the ejector seat that they get away on, right? I don't want to talk is, about it. Is set up with an ejector seat and one missile shoot, one rocket shoot, and there's like a rope that goes to the outside and back inside to the other rocket shoot yes, yes. and it's tied to that rocket. And so, then that line goes to some grenades yeah, in the middle pulls, of the room. Yeah, it's a whole damn thing. It's pretty elaborate. Now, keep so, in mind, too, this boat, for some reason, is carrying ballistic missiles. Yeah. It's a science vessel, but it's well, carrying like ground-to-air missiles as if it's going to attack a foreign country. It is Russia. True, I guess you're right. Uh, but but what I really like about the, the beautiful writing of this film and the structure as if it was some sort of a Cohen-esque situation oh, yeah. was the rocket fires off, the ejector seat follows, and it's towed behind it, just like in the beginning of the movie when they were towing that cargo oh, that almost my killed God. them. I did my not, God! I but did at the end, they are that cargo! <laughs> I did not see that, wow. and I really feel like Mike is giving them so much credit. <laughs> they just disrespected their cargo, and then they, they, they were, were the cargo. cargo. Yes, oh, yes. my God. Holy I, shit, virus. I think that this movie has the slowest reaction time of a villain to knowing it's about to die of any film in the history of cinema. That is that correct, yes. is, like, two miles long. The robot stares at it, sees it's connected to a bunch of grenades that are connected to a bomb, looks at it, Looks back at the rope that's moving. Looks back at I was like, it was like this end of 
Stargate where that guy's like, is that the atomic bomb? Ooh, it is the atomic bomb. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just so slow. The, I can not ro- believe how many times they cut to the robot looking at the bombs and then back to the bombs. The big robo actually cocks its head, like, at the camera at yeah. some point. Like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to die. Yeah, he should have reached up and put, like, a robotic collar on his neck and then pulled on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, I I mean, I don't... I, they they would die, right? The people attached to the rocket? Because that rocket's just going to stop moving. One would think. And they look like they were really high up in the air. And they're just strapped to a chair. <laughs> Like, yeah. they're just basically <laughs> falling in a piece of metal with no restraints. Yeah, there's the no ocean. parachute. It was, it was, it had, a, uh, like, a face cloth duct tape to the chair. That was about as cushiony as it got. Yeah, it was, I was just like, oh, when they shot out, I was like, well, they're dead. And then they woke up, and I was like, oh, okay. And very much, they're on the helicopter, and a predator. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. In closing, this movie is a shit sandwich based off of much better films, which we've named, that you should just go and watch instead. Written by a guy who wrote a bad comic that he turned into a bad movie, and then... I uh... will say that I think if you did this right, and you had, like, the budget now to do, like, all CGI, I don't think it's that bad of an idea of a movie, but not this movie. Like, you know I mean? Like, the idea of, like... a which I think is probably, like, six other movies. I just can't think of an example, which is the exact same plot. But, like, the idea is somewhat interesting. It just has no execution. Yeah, I could see why, uh, like, studio execs thought they could turn this into, like, a... Like, not, like, a franchise, but at least, like, a like a, like a, like a cult film and mm-hmm. make, like, a bunch of action figures with, like, oh, he's a scorpion virus little guy, and, like, he's a beetle virus creature, and, like, they could really, like, you know, branch out and merchandise a bunch of figures and get people into this sort of, like, horror thing. And, yeah, I can see how they thought, like, on paper it sounded good, but then they hired someone with zero directing credits. Yeah. No other movies under his belt. But he's an Academy Award-winning special effects artist. I mean, I don't know. The directing's not great, but, I mean, I think the biggest fault this entire movie is the story and the dialogue. Like, the whole movie's just stupid. Well, it's it's all bad ideas all around, because John Bruno didn't do... I mean, I'm sure he's... a like a like a quality guy because his visual effects work is incredible, but he has zero directing credits beyond this film. This is his first directing credit, and this is the writer's first screenplay because he's a one-time graphic novelist. You know what I mean? Like everyone's doing this for the first time. It's the worst way to make a movie happen. Yeah, it's probably yeah. not the best idea. Is there anything else uh, you guys had in your notes you wanted to go through? I'm all tapped. I just want this movie to leave leave my system. Like I, I had one thing. Okay. Because there was a lot of screaming that went throughout it. Yeah. And it was just like the most horrifying, awful sound throughout. Like, it was just, it was like in the walls and everything. And it was just, there was, especially at the very beginning, there was like the screaming and it just fades into the, the, the electricity and all that thing, stuff going on. And it was just absolutely just appalling. As if they like had slaughtered pigs in the walls and just kept them half alive. It was just, and- it was just... Did nothing for the film. Like, even the robots made, like, weird squealy noises. It, it didn't make any sense. It definitely was weird. I still enjoyed it. Well, <laughs> you, like, you like the squeals. No, the whole movie's shit. I basically well, was just, like, <laughs> just zoning out towards the end. This is one of those movies where I have, like, a whole bunch of notes, and then, like, after the hour mark, I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the movie Virus. Uh, as you can tell from my recommendation, don't go see it. I was going to uh, say, don't... Mike, would you recommend it? Don't even listen to this episode no. of this podcast, actually. Turn it off. Turn it off. All right, so this is a this is a no watch. Uh, 
which I, I think makes it fall in with uh, Aliens vs. Predator. Pose gives it his legendary no-watchy. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No-watchy. <laughs> Put it in your DVD player. I'm gonna smack it away. No watchy. Uh uh uh. Uh uh uh. <laughs> oh sweet! I've become Nedry. <laughs> I really hope everybody else has random characters from Jurassic Park's names memorized, or otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty normal. Nah, just Titanic. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, I guess I forgot to pull the right movie. So as always, you can find me uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter at the Disco Pony, uh, or read any of my writings at therealbenchapman.com. My man, Michael here, mm-hmm. actually has a plug. I have two, even. Uh, wait, two plugs? This is the legendary Mike Hayes, whose first appearance, his mm-hmm. most recent plug had been... <laughs> had, had disappeared, like, it was like a Geocity site. He was like, let me plug this uh, old angel fire I've got here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, uh, I got off my ass, and I have been doing uh, movie reviews uh, in the morning... So it's called Good Morning Bad Movie. You can find it on YouTube or Facebook. And I watch a bad movie at night, and then I wake up in the morning and then half-consciously describe what I watch. Like, we're talking in bed still, like, phone just picked up, you know, yeah. like, like, recording. It's, yeah. it's pretty fantastic. It's it's an amusing premise. Um, and I also have a podcast myself that has finally gotten off off the ground. Oh, no, I, and... I, I, can, I cannot condone this podcast because I was promised I would be on it, but... You, you will be on town, so fuck you. Well, we'll still work this out. <laughs> it is called Ketchup Kitchen Catchups, and you can go to ketchupkitchencatchups.com and subscribe or whatever, but it's, it's me and friends eating ketchup in a kitchen catching up. Uh, Post, could you repeat the name? Ketchup Kitchen Ketchup. Pretty good. It was close. Yeah, it was pretty good. It? Yeah. I couldn't remember exactly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I Mike starts talking. Uh, and yes. Post, what about you? Uh, you can follow my Instagram, which is devoid of updates for like three months but it's for daily drawings right get back on it yeah daily drawings get back on it if you like looking at drawings of girls go look I mean, at yeah. my instagram at i mean everyone does but get back on it at its pogues check it out i'll be posting stuff probably a little more uh midway in con season so i might actually try to get some more work done so go check that out uh, you can also go and follow the show on Twitter at NAOSPod or go to Facebook.com slash NAOSPod. Leave us comments, questions, corrections, anything about this show. We'll read them next week on the mini episode where me and Ben will tell you the next movie up on the block as well as probably go over some comic book news. Also, we might have some sort of announcement. That's the biggest teaser you're going to get. Come back next week for the mini episode, and that's it. Really? That's what you got? I wasn't ready. <laughs>